Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you for stopping by to listen to this podcast show, Mental Wellness for You. My name is Dr. Nicole Arcady, and I'm your mental wellness expert. I come to you with over 22 years in the field of social and behavioral sciences. This podcast was geared because I wanted to make sure to talk to my moms who are constantly working, doing various roles and tasks, and oftentimes forget to take care of our own mental health, to forget to put ourselves first and do those things that are necessary to ensure that we are able to handle the stressors of life. So in this podcast, you're gonna hear different interviews that I speak to various women and seeing what they have found to be helpful to help with their mental wellness. You're also gonna hear different topics and subject matters that are gonna be geared towards you all having mental wellness. So sit back, buckle up, and be ready for the experience of ensuring your mental wellness. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Mental Wellness for You with your host, Dr. Nicole L. Arcady. And I don't know what part of the country you are living in, but where I'm at, I'm in Southern California. It's supposed to be sunny California, but it's really cloudy California. It almost seems like I'm in Seattle. I did go to Seattle last December with my daughter. We had an amazing time. I mean, I like the cold weather myself. So I enjoy when I can throw on a scarf, I can have my boots on, I can just be bundled up and snuggled with my nice warm items. But when you're in California, you're expecting it to be a certain temperature. And as I'm looking out these clouds, it makes me want to just stay in my bed, curled up and asleep. But I woke up earlier this morning than I normally would wake up because I was having some crazy dreams. We're not going to even talk about the dreams. But it woke me up. And you know, you have those dreams that you're like, I don't want to go back to sleep because I guess it's really a nightmare, not even a dream. But I was thinking, I don't even want to go back to sleep because I don't want to go back into that dream. And I watch a lot of sci-fi. So let's just say it was a sci-fi kind of dream with some creatures of the night. And I don't like being bit. Let's just say it and keep it to that. And it could have been a conversation I was having right before I went to bed with my husband. But I'm up early and I thought, okay, what what's going on with this weather because I want to stay in bed. Now, this weekend, I do want to have a recap. Uh, and I want to talk about something that came up during the fourth annual You Matter to Moms Empowerment Summit that I had the pleasure of hosting this past Saturday on the 16th. And we had an amazing time. I mean, amazing. Thank you to all the moms who showed up, who wanted to make sure you took time for yourself. You pour, you allowed yourself to be there, to be poured into, and you did something for yourself. Because as moms, we all know, we often put ourselves last. We are on the back burner because we have a million and one tasks and items that have to get done and we don't schedule time for us, right? We don't oftentimes pencil ourselves in for the things we need to do for us. And so one of the facilitators there and the speakers that I had was Arielle Richard Macon. And she did an amazing thing with talking about self-care because she has the book, Choosing You, The Power in Choosing You. And I know I've had her on here a couple of times as a guest speaker um, because she's amazing. And so she really helped the moms to understand 
the necessity of what it means when we are choosing ourselves and doing the things that are necessary for us so that we can be healthy and we can be whole. And one of the things in her book that she has is a contract. So she has a contract where you are scheduling time for yourself. You're making yourself a priority. You're saying that I am important. Let me just find it actually in the book because I have it right here in my bookshelf. And if you have the book um, and you purchase it, so it's The Power in Choosing You, A Woman's Guide to Guilt-Free Self-Care. And that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about what's making you feel guilty and, and why, what do you need to do to shrug off that guilt, that mom guilt that oftentimes happens. But in this book, the power in choosing you, let me get to the page. It's page 43 in the book. You can order this book from Amazon. It's a really good book. And I love the color. It's like a light pink with the woman on front. And she's like giving herself a hug, which I love it. So it's called, it's the self-care permission slip. So at this, at my summit, she actually had the moms go in here and fill this out. And so in the self-care permission slip, you're basically saying that you have permission to, and you fill in whatever it is, and you put the reasons why you deserve or need the permission, right? And then you talk about what are some potential barriers to the permission that are given, that you wrote out, and then what will you do to get through those barriers? And then you sign it with love, your name, and it says me. So whenever you feel that I can't go and spend time for myself, or I can't just take a moment to just sit down and not clean and just have a moment to just refresh, to recenter, to get my thoughts right, you can pull this self-care permission slip out and remind yourself that you have the right, you have the permission to be able to take time for yourself. And so it was, I, the reason why I do, I started doing the You Matter to Moms Empowerment Summit was because I often saw that moms were not empowered to take care of themselves, were not empowered and didn't feel they had the right to develop a self-care regimen or didn't even know what self-care was. They felt guilty. They were having a lot of anxiety or emotional distress because of a lot of the tasks they were taking on and they were not adequately addressing their needs. And so there were well over 40 something women that were there. This, this event grows every year. And so I'm so excited about it. I had some amazing sponsors this year. And so we really just spent that time focusing on the mom's needs and they had some amazing discussions. And, but one of the themes that presented itself was guilt, how they, it didn't matter what walk of life, where the moms were in their careers, or if they were stay at home moms, the one commonality that was said and that we all had there was feeling guilty. Feeling guilty was the reason why they did not take time to do the things that they enjoyed or do the things that could help them relax. If they were working, they felt guilty because they weren't at home enough with the kids. If they were at home with the kids, they felt guilty because they weren't bringing in money to help the finances for their family, right? So it's, it's always guilt. And it seems that guilt is there as we've spoken about this topic before with society placing these unrealistic burdens and expectations on moms and how we're supposed to do things. But this event, I felt really good because some of the testimonials that I got afterwards when I was reading it 
was how they felt empowered, how they felt a sense of connectedness to know that they weren't alone, that they weren't the only ones that were going through these things, right? Because what can happen is when you're suffering and you're in distress, you feel like you're isolated, that you're the only one that's going through this or that's struggling with this issue, whatever the issue is. And so when you're in a room with other women, and there was a, a, a part of the activity where I had them reach out and say, sis, I got you. Sis, you are not alone. Because knowing that I'm not going through this just by myself, that other people are going through this, it takes away the shame. It takes away the sense of inadequacy. It takes away this feeling that something's wrong with me because I can't seem to manage it because I'm looking out and it seems like every other mom seems to have it together, seems to be great, seems to be amazing. And I'm the one that's struggling. So what's wrong with me? So being in this room, because they had a lot of roundtable discussions, because I love doing that part where we can, that think was at the, the, um, think, share, and think, pair, and share. And so that was a big part of where they got the opportunity to really delve into some of these questions that were posed that we had them think about while they were there. And not only, it wasn't so much as just thinking about things. We also were talking about action items, like what steps can you and are you going to take moving forward to make sure that you can stay renewed because the theme was renewing you. And so everything was centered around making sure that they can renew, feel renewed and have that moment. And we really tackled that sense of guilt because that was a theme that kept presenting itself. And then I had a, an activity, amazing time to address the physical part where we had Dr. Deborah Vinal, a psychologist, and she's also trained in trauma therapy. And so she helped to walk everyone through some yoga. So everyone got a yoga mat and it was absolutely amazing where we were exercising, right? Just stretching out and she walks through this breathing and releasing the stress and the tension and knowing that we're worthy, that we're enough. That's another thing. You are enough, bombs. You're enough. I actually have that written out. That's one of my affirming statements that I have. You are enough because what can happen is we're constantly chasing this unknown entity that I have to do more. I have to be better, right? I have to keep moving forward to get to this next level or I'm not going to be, you know, something bad going to happen or, or I'm not, or I'm not worthy. No, you're enough. You just have to decide what your dreams and your goals are and be okay with moving forward. Be okay with striving towards whatever it is that you want to accomplish and do, and you can do it. But it first starts with you making the decision that, you know what, I'm going to move forward. I'm going to take some time. I'm choosing me. When you choose yourself, it doesn't mean that you're excluding everyone else. It's just saying that you're making yourself a priority. It's saying that I recognize that if I don't give myself permission to be me, to enjoy the things that I enjoy, to take time and relax, to unwind, to pour into myself, to gain knowledge, if that's something you want to do, to address a skill and get more, you know, in depth in whatever that skill may be, then I am doing a disservice to myself, to my family, and to my community, right? Because when you're not the best you that you can be, you're not the only one that suffers. You're the number one person, but you may not even be aware that you're suffering right? But you're not the only one that's impacted by you not being 100% you. 
right? With you not, with you not functioning at your full capacity, other people suffer as well. Your family does. That's one because you're not able to give them what you need to, what they need, right? You're not able to fully adequately engage and be excited or, or motivate or whatever your family may need. The community suffers because if you're not fully functioning at your 100% capacity, you don't have time to think about other people or things that you may be doing that helps the community, right? If you're a person that is, let's say, um, the soccer mom that picks up kids, right? Because your kid is in soccer and you also pick up other kids. Well, if you're not functioning at your full capacity, you're just like, I just can't. And you just broke down and you're just laying in bed. Not only does your kid not get to go to the game and, and get picked up, but then the other kids, they may not even have the opportunity. Their parents may not have the ability because of their work schedules or whatever to take them. So they they miss out also of going to their practice and their games because you're not functioning at the full capacity. And then so then those two, those kids miss out. And then the team misses out because now they don't have certain players that they need, right? And so then maybe the team no longer exists or maybe we look at, you know, just the interaction piece of it, right? But do you get where I'm going? When you're not fully functioning, on all cylinders and your full capacity, then other people suffer because you're not available. But the number one person who suffers is you. And what I want my moms to think about is we have to get out of this state of suffering and silence. Like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to be quiet. Eventually it'll pass. Well, sometimes it doesn't. Depending on what it is you're going through, you need to be able to speak about it, get a girlfriend, right? Talk to someone that you have a, a close friend, a family member. And if you don't have that, you may need to also seek some professional help. It may not be to where you need a therapist, right? Because therapists are working on those patholo- the pathology, right? Pathological issues that you may have certain things. I hate to say pathological because it makes it really sound negative, but they're working on those diagnosable mental illnesses like anxiety, depression, or adjustment disorder, different things that may negatively be impacting your ability to function, but maybe it's not to that level yet. Maybe you need to speak to a coach. Maybe it's someone you need to help coach you through, right? Where you may feel stuck or where you're at in this moment, but keeping it inside is not a good thing to do. Do not, do not suffer in silence. There's another book that I have and can I find it? I think I took it with me when I was at the event, but I can, it's a journaling book. It's called Star, or maybe it's on my other desk. Darn it, I don't have it right in front of me. But journaling is a great way of being able to get out what's inside of your head, all of those distressing thoughts. You don't even have to look at whatever you wrote. I just need you dumping it out of your mind. But Lisa Campbell, I think I've mentioned her before. Lisa, and she was also a guest uh, of mine as well. And she wrote this amazing uh, self-care kind of affirmations, affirming, um, help to get you motivated journal. And it's called Start, S-T-A-R-T, journaling. Start journaling. I'm probably messing it up, but look up her name. I know it's on Amazon, Lisa Campbell. um, And I know it's Start, it's an acronym. But it is an amazing way to be able to help you with with journaling. And I am going to, I also developed a couple of years ago, a grow your can do attitude journal. And um, it's out of order right now. It's not in publication, 
because I need to do some items. Um, my publisher who I was using stopped publishing for some reason journals. And so I now have to go to a different publisher. So once I get that done, I will make sure to let you all know because I had a few cup, a few copies left. And so I was able to have those with me and people were like, oh my God, we need some more of these. And I'm like, oh, it's out of print right now, but I'll make sure, you know, that's on my to-do list to get that back in print because I know that was a thing that I had a lot of people and when I had clients, they really enjoyed using it because sometimes people don't know how to journal or they may feel overwhelmed with journaling. And so this journal actually gave you prompts with how to start and different things you can do. And it also had affirming statements and different items on there for you as well. And so I will make sure you all are one of the first to know once um, that journal is back in uh, rotation or back, back in print because it's not in print right now. But it's being mindful of what is necessary for you. Like, what do you need? So I just wanted to come and just talk about that because that was one of the prevalent things that came up at this summit was just this guilt. And I mean, we had so many moms and like I said, different walks of life, different stages of their career, different stages in their lives. But that was the one common thing was having this sense of guilt that I'm not doing enough. And they were doing amazing things. That's the thing. When I heard their stories, I'm like, oh my goodness, like you guys are doing amazing things. But still this sense that they weren't doing enough and they felt guilty and they weren't because they felt guilty, then they were not taking time to do things for themselves that they needed to do to be replenished. If you're not doing things for yourself, you can't replenish, you can't be refreshed, you can't be renewed. You're going to be no good to anyone. You just have to take that time. Now, listen, everyone knows because I talk about it often and I understand that not everyone can do this, but I have made getting a massage a necessity for me. It's not a want. It's actually a part of my self-care regimen. I have to have to have at least two massages a month. I have to. Because that's a way to help keep the tension levels down. That's a way that my mental wellness, right, maintains. Now, I understand everyone's like, well, Dr. Nicole, we don't have uh, massage money. Trust me, I understand. I'm all about finding a deal. And I mentioned this before. That's why you need to look up in your area, reflexology. Those are some great places. As the phrase say, don't sleep on a reflexology, right? Because the reflexology places, it's usually like $25 to $35 for one hour. And if you find a good one, stick with it. I found this amazing one and they know me because I go in there frequently. I'm like, oh yeah, if I only had, they, you can even go for 30 minutes. And I, I don't even know what 30 minutes is because it's just not enough time for me. But I know that it's $35 for an hour, but you can go in for 30 minutes. And what would that be? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it'd be $25 for 30 minutes, right? But I go in there and they help with being able to massage your legs, your muscles, everything. And it helps to get the blood flowing. It helps to reduce the tension levels in my body. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go get me one today because I was on my feet all day on Saturday. And I had to make sure when I woke up on Sunday morning, I took me a daytime bath. I love daytime baths. Oh my goodness. And I know something about a daytime bath. So I had my lavender Epsom salt in there. I had my Calgon uh, bath bees in there. I had my bubbles and I just soaked and I felt so great. And I was able to get up, go to church, 
you know, enjoy myself and get my spirit fed, which I needed, you know. And then today, I'm I I really do think later on I'm gonna go and um, schedule me an appointment. Be, not not even schedule. I'm going to the reflexology. You don't have to actually schedule an appointment. You can walk in to the reflexology. But taking the time to do what's important for you. And I do realize that depending on the ages of your children will determine oftentimes your level of guilt or how long you may feel guilty. Like my kids are older now. So I have two adult kids. One has special needs. So even though she's an adult, I still have a lot that I have to do, you know, required with interacting and assisting her with her things, with, with gaining to be more independent. And um, I have a soon to be 21 year old next month and my baby is 17. So as I talk with some of my friends who have younger kids, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I'm past that stage. Like I remember when I had to do, or I recall when this, you know. And so because I have friends who have younger kids, it helps to it helps me out be, to be reminded uh, that every mom is at a different stage in their life with their kids, depending on what their ages are. And so their level of guilt may range because of that. And so I have more flexibility and freedom to go and do things. And I don't feel guilty about it because I'm like, my kids are older. My son is 17 with the car. So I don't feel like cooking. Guess what? He can go and get him something and he cooks himself. So yeah, I don't feel that guilt with not cooking. But for another mom, when you have younger kids, right? Yeah, you you may feel guilty. So it's like, what can you do, one, to decrease the level of guilt so that you're not feeling guilty if you just can't cook? One of the things is saying, you know what, my kids aren't starving. So I made them ham and cheese sandwiches and I cut up some fruit. That's fine. That's okay, right? It's good enough for today. Remember I talked about the good enough mom model? It's good enough, right? It's good enough what I'm feeding them right now. Or, you know, I wanted to be able to, you know, go to every single one of their uh, meetings at school, but I was only able to make it to this, you know, a couple of them. That's okay. That's good enough because guess what else I can do? I can email the teachers. If I can't make it up to the school, I definitely can gain access and I have have access to an email so that I can reach out to the teacher that way. You don't have to always go on campus if you can't. It's just being kinder to yourself, right? Not being so hard on yourself for the things you you feel and you catch out what I just said for the things you feel you're failing and aren't doing good in, are not doing good enough in, right? Feel, because that's just your perception. And you may be honestly doing a great and amazing job. So what I want you to do is find the areas that you are, you feel you are doing great in and that you're being successful in and congratulate yourself. Whenever you do something well, I want you to say, good job, mom. Pat yourself on the shoulder, on the back and say, good job. Because we have to be able to motivate ourselves and not look for external factors to do that right? That's just something that's very important. And no, you're not crazy. That's the number one thing I have people would tell me. They would come in and say, Dr. Nicole, am I crazy? I said, no, you're not crazy. The fact that you're asking that lets you know you're not, right? Because someone who was in their psychosis would believe it. So they wouldn't even question or ask if I'm crazy. They'd just be going through the things, right? So no, you're not crazy. And that's why I wrote my second workbook, I'm Not Crazy, Just Self-Rescuing. And if you haven't had an opportunity to read that, it is available on Amazon, Walmart, Target, wherever you want to go. But I created that because I often have moms say, what do I need to do to help me? I, I don't know how to start developing a self-care regimen. I don't, I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that looks like. I can't even fathom it. And so this 
book, I have a series of I'm Not Crazy. This is the second volume, and, and hopefully I'll be coming out with volume three next year. But it's geared to get you to the mindset that you're not in this by yourself. You are not crazy, right? You're not crazy for taking time to focus on you and your needs. You're not crazy because you're saying, I refuse to feel guilty one more day because I feel as if I'm not good enough, right? I refuse to do that because you are a mom, you are there for your kids, but more importantly, as a mom, you're a woman first and you have to make sure you're taking care of your needs as a woman so that you can be the best mom that you can be. So that's it. That's it. I just wanted to come on here and just talk a little bit about pursuing you because you are so very important and it's so important and essential that you pursue you and your happiness and whatever that means, whatever happiness, contentment, fulfillment looks like for you, you have to make sure that you put you on the schedule schedule time for you to do you to do things that are going to be relaxing rejuvenating recharging refreshing you see how i like those r's all those r's r r r r are the things that i want to make sure that you're taking time to do okay everyone well this is it you have just been listening to another episode of mental wellness for you and let's just say i will be back remember i'm, I'm trying to think right now um I have another speaking event coming up October 7th. I will be speaking in the Pomona Mining Company. Um, I'm speaking for Women's Ministry Church. And so uh, I'm actually looking forward to that as well. I'm looking forward because my I enjoy being able to spread the message of mental wellness. And this is one of the other avenues. And if you are listening to this podcast episode, and you are a faculty member, you teach somewhere, then go ahead and listen to my other podcast show called The Faculty Circle, Wellness Matters. Different topics all centered around mental wellness, but focusing on wellness and things that impact our mental wellness when you are a faculty member. Well, that's it, everyone. I hope you all have, as I love to say, a wonderful, fantabulous rest of your day and rest of your week. This is another episode, and I want to thank you for stopping by, for taking the time to listen to this pod epi podcast episode, and I want to thank you in advance. You're like, well, what are you thanking me in advance for, Dr. Nicole? I am thanking you in advance for taking time to focus on you, for taking time to say, I am enough, and my wellness matters too. All right, everyone, if you like more information, follow me at drnicolearcady.com where I do send out periodically newsletters, all with just information centered around mental wellness. Also on, you can follow me on, on IG, Instagram, or on YouTube where I post inspirational items all centered around helping you feel motivated and inspired. Until next time, everyone, make sure you're taking that time to focus on you. And let me ask you this. Why is it so very important for me to talk about and for you to hear about and know about mental wellness? Well, that's just easy because you matter too. Ta-ta for now, everyone.